Gear up as Cash Miller and a team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. This is Cash Miller. I'm host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Today, I've got with me Ann Cardin, expert in you. We're going to be talking about how you build yourself up as an expert because, you know, there are so many advantages, you know, often in marketing, we don't think about, you know, like the personal brand and building up yourself and your expertise and showing that you are, you know, you are an expert, whether it's be, you know, an expert in a specific industry, um, you know, there's so many things you can do, you know, speaking events and books. And, you know, so we're going to be talking about how you go about that. And it's great to have you on. Tell us a bit about what you do. Thanks, Cash. It is so great to be here with you. Uh, so what I do is I work with uh, coaches, consultants, professional entrepreneurs who want to build really high-end businesses. So I help them get those really premium high-end clients. And a big piece of that is how they are marketing themselves as an expert and authority. So I really help them stand out in their niche in a category of one and get the best clients around. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell you, like, from personal experience, like, building yourself up as an expert, you know, I've done a number of, like, speaking events, and of course, you know, I'm doing a podcast now, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, another way of showing off expertise, but speaking events for myself, it's, you know, there is a payoff for these kinds of things, you know, and it's a money payoff, you know, um, one of the best examples I would have is, like, I did a speaking event uh, a couple of years ago, and, um, it was a small like industry event. It was a bunch of uh, like music stores, you know, mm -hmm. and they want to know about digital marketing because that's what I do and how it would apply to them. And I was invited and I was like, sure, you know, let's go ahead and do it. And I ended up getting, you know, a significantly large client out of it, you mm -hmm. know, that's, you know, right. because, yeah, and it, because they had heard me speak. And afterwards, they were uh, doing a little luncheon, and I was invited to stick around. And I sat down, and you know, we talked. But they already knew I knew what I was talking about, mm -hmm. and they were with a provider that they, you know, they that wasn't doing a very good job for them. So, you know, within a few weeks, they'd made a switch. And that's that's the thing is is you know you build yourself up as an expert, and if you're really into your industry and you really know what you're doing is mm -hmm. you are an expert. It's just a matter of whether that, you're willing to, right? yeah, it's, it, <laughs> yes. you are, but we often forget this. So it's a matter of whether you're willing to put yourself out there and there's a number of ways to do it. Right. Yes. 100%. And so many people are afraid really to, to put themselves out there as an expert and an authority, but especially if you've been in your business for a long time, you need to stand out as the expert so you don't end up, number one, charging beginner prices, I like to say. Are you charging like a beginner when you're really an expert? So it affects your money, but it also, it also affects the value of the clients that you get. Yeah, it really does. Um, you know, because as you're building yourself up, you know, let's say you're, you are an expert, but it's the way you're kind of um, portraying yourself you know, mm -hmm. with others. And that comes through the things you do because, you know, businesses, you know, we think often about building brands and, you know, doing those types of things. But when you're doing this kind of personal marketing, you're doing it on behalf of the business, but you have mm -hmm. to show off your own expertise and you build your own personal brand, you know, as part of that, you know, they may ultimately, you know, do business with your company, but they're going to do that because of you and, and how you've portrayed yourself and your knowledge. 
Yes, absolutely. And it's it's really interesting. For years, when I would teach marketing boot camps, I would call them marketing boot camps, like web seminars. And uh, I would tell even insurance agency owners that were in the room, make sure that you are branding you. Make sure that you are not selling yourself as a State Farm agent, but you're mm-hmm. selling yourself for for who you are. Because if you ever decide to make a switch... You want to make sure that people are doing business with you and not necessarily the company. And so I've been teaching this philosophy for many, many, many years. Yeah, uh, that's that's a good um, like we as an agency, we've dealt in the independent insurance realm mm-hmm. for a long time. And I remember a guy um, I was at a conference and I wasn't a speaker there, but someone else I sat in on a session because there was a guy there from Canada, actually, mm-hmm. and he had built up an agency. So they had invited him in to speak about how, because his had become quite sizable, you know? So the idea was how do others do it, you know, mm-hmm. and be able to share. And I always remember that guy because he did the entire thing and he wasn't like, you know, it's insurance. You think buttoned up and, you know, no, he was wearing a hockey t-shirt, you know, like he had, he had the hockey Jersey mm-hmm. on. And that's what I remember him most because, and that's, and I know that he does other events like that. And he does that same thing. He always has the hockey Jersey on. Mm-hmm. That's how he's, you know, that's how so people remember him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's known for that because it's you know he's from Canada, but he does mm-hmm. a lot of consulting with agencies on how to build, you know, that they can build themselves up. So he does that kind of as a side, but he always personally brands himself in doing yes. it. Yes, yeah, super important. It's just one piece. The the out, but you know your your personal brand. I always call it positioning, right? Your positioning mm-hmm. in the market has to be strong so that you do stand out in a category of one. So nobody else looks like you do. And there are a lot of things that go into that. Um, I wear blue a lot. My colors are blue. And so I don't do it every time, but most of the time when I'm a guest, I do. I don't always do blue on my own podcast, for example, but if I'm speaking, if I'm a guest, uh, if I'm in front of the room with other people, I always make sure I'm in my brand colors. And so people know me uh, for the blue as much as my logo and everything else mm. that I do. Yeah, it's uh, the little touches like that. And But mm-hmm. as you're doing different things, uh, you know, you do start to become known. So let's talk about some of the things you can do. Okay. So if you're trying to build, you know, on the top level, like I mentioned books and speaking events, but what are, you know, give us an array, I guess, of mm-hmm. things that, you know, you typically recommend of ways that they can show, you know, show off expertise, really start to build recognition, you know, within when you're trying to go this route. Yeah, I think the important thing to know is that it really depends on who your audience is and where they are. But regardless, we you need to have a strong online presence because that is non-negotiable anymore if you're going to be in business because mm-hmm. people are going to check out your business it doesn't matter what kind of company you are what you know we just had some things done to our home and what did we do we went and checked out the people right and we looked at the google reviews and we went and checked out their website and we looked at all the things that they do so if you don't have a strong presence online even if a lot of the speaking and stuff that you're doing offline you're going to number one you're going to miss out on opportunities to get picked up for things like speaking engagements and and partnerships and things like that but you are also uh you're you're going to really not look like the expert and the authority in your industry and so you really can't afford to not do that but um speaking books getting published. I've been on lots of magazine covers and published in the media a lot. That's a great way. Uh, getting in the media, uh, is a great way. 
also getting on other people's, um, not just stages, but other people's shows like I am with you here today, Cash, and I have my own podcast. So there's, there's multiple ways, but you really have to know how people will find you, how they will look for you because you can't do, it's hard to do everything. And so you want to at least start with one or two things that are really going to work. And then what is your end goal? What are you trying to accomplish? That's a really important factor too. And then reverse engineer, what's going to be the best strategy for you to put in place to build up your brand and be seen by the people you want to be seen by? Well, let's talk about some of these, you know, like let's break up a few of these things down. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so in the case of like being on other people's shows and, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's podcasts or anything like that. So how would you go about doing that? You know, mm-hmm. just some examples of how you would get started in that realm. And we'll kind of go through each one a little bit. Sure. So one of the strategies that I teach my clients is how to do guesting on people's podcasts or virtual stages, either one. And it really does start with, again, a strategy, as you know, mm-hmm. you're a marketer. You need to know uh, how can you get in front of your ideal people or in the case, the strategy I teach is how can you get clients or partnerships through your podcast? So it's even it's even more than just I want to get in front of their audience. That's one way. But what if the host or the person that you're getting on their podcast, what if they could be a client or what if they could refer business to you? And so we use it really those two different ways. What's the opportunity there so that you're strategic in everything? that you're doing with that podcast, but it's really curating the list of the people of the shows that you want to be on. That would be a good fit for whatever your strategy is going to be. And then it's as simple as reaching out. You do need to have things that are going to show credibility. And, and I mentioned strong positioning. If your positioning is not strong, if you don't look like you deserve to be on the show or you don't look like Mm -hmm. an expert, you're going to get turned down a lot. And so those are foundational pieces that need to be in place first before you go and ask people if you can be on their show. The other thing that's important too, though, is I have my assistant does all that for me. I don't (laughs) do that for myself. And so if you want to kind of work at a higher level like that, and you want to really be seen as an expert and an authority, you don't want to be doing that stuff yourself. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. That's like, an image. Um, no, no, I agree. Cause I go on other podcasts mm-hmm. as well. Um, in fact, I started doing podcasting as a show because I had been on other podcasts. And so I started to see the value. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, we bring on guests like yourself, you know, onto this show and, you know, cause there's value in being a host, you know, yes. you know, and you obviously see it cause you've got your own show. Um, you know, but I have an assistant as well that's doing a lot of, you know, a lot of this mm-hmm. the legwork to be able to do that because there's only so much time in the day and you got to make sure, sure that the effort you're putting in is well, it's well placed. You know, the shows yes. that you go on. Show up and or, do the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Let your assistants <laughs> yeah. do the other stuff. Yes. Yeah. You know, okay. So there's value in podcast, you know, going on podcasts and mm-hmm. other shows being part of like webinars or, you know, mm-hmm. things that might be educational pieces whatever it might be. Um, you've written some books. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that. So like, where's the value? Because that's not an easy mm-hmm. undertaking, depending on how you're going to go about it. Yeah. And there's plenty of ways to get published now because you can self-publish. And mm-hmm. I've talked to some other people that basically say, you know, the value in a book is not in selling the book. The value is in having written the book. 100%. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. 
I, I believe if you are going to be seen as an expert and an authority, you need a book. One of the things I, I'm partnered with someone, part of our media agency, is we will get books done for people. We'll actually write them mm-hmm. um, and we get that done for them so that they can have an expert book. But it's designed to lead people to them for business. So it's not a traditional book where you sit down and it's filled with stories. It's It really is a, a marketing piece for you. Yeah. It's, it would be like a really high-end glorified brochure, on, like a brochure on steroids, yeah. but it's leading people to your business. But it's super important. When I wrote my first one, I don't know, maybe 14 years ago when I first came into the coaching and consulting space, I wrote it for small business owners because that's who I was working with at the time. And I felt like I had so much that I wanted to get out of all my experience. And so it's really kind of a blueprint for startup businesses. And then as my business sort of evolved and I started working with bigger businesses and helping them grow and scale their business, I wrote another book and it was a a higher level book. And then when I started working with coaches, consultants, professional entrepreneurs, I wrote my bestseller, which is Expert in You, Build a Lucrative and and Impactful Coaching and Consulting Business. But I did all of those books because I needed to have an expert book for what I was doing right now. And I think that's an important thing for people to know. A lot of people write yeah. motivational books or they write books and they're they're just kind of a disconnect from what they're out there trying to sell. And that right. doesn't really help them so much. I mean, to say they're an author can help them get on stages and things. But I wrote it because I wanted to get on stages and I felt like I needed a book to be able to do that. Well, actually, you're so... You talk about it basically also an evolution too, because yes, yeah, you know, because your clientele and your coaching practice, you know, your business changed, mm-hmm. and who kind of your target was, and so mm-hmm. your books changed too. Yes. You know, the or, you know the first one still provides credibility, but you've essentially you know you kept bringing out some additional ones with the idea that now those are tailored to that new audience. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want to be an expert for, that's what you should be writing your book around. Mm. And you shouldn't just limit yourself to one book. And here's the thing. We're not talking about you don't have to write a novel. People don't even read novels anymore, really. I mean, they they read, I think it's 15 pages of a book. Um, And so when I write books, I try to make them a blueprint that will lead people to want to work with me. And so I think that's an important factor for people to know is where, what do you want that book to be? So a book can be turned into a program or a course. It can be turned Mm -hmm. into coaching or consulting programs. So there's a lot of purposes for the book, but it will get you, it will open those doors for you. It will get you speaking engagements, virtual engagements. It does establish you as an expert and authority, but yeah, you have to think that way. It's not just about being an author. It's- yeah, it, it, yeah, it is much deeper than that. And mm-hmm. and also from the publishing side, I mean, there's all sorts of self-publishing platforms, sure. you know, to be able to do this. And, you know, in, in all honesty, whoever looks at the publisher anyway, you know, of the, you have a book mm-hmm. and most books, you know, they end up on Amazon. I've talked to people that can, you know, get you um, like, you know bestseller, you know, on Amazon because mm-hmm. they, they kind of drill down into being a bestseller in a specific subcategory right. of things, but you can say that, you know, number one on whatever list, yeah. you know, but again, it still adds credibility. It's legit. It's what you're, you know, what you're mm-hmm. doing. So I say it's got a whole credibility factor to it. And then now this can kind of like lead into speaking events and things like that. So what's the value in doing different, you know, public speaking events and getting, mm-hmm. cause you're, those are always the scariest things. Like 
it's easy enough to get on a podcast and have a one-on-one conversation mm-hmm. and you're not really worried about, you know, the audience in the background or put a book out and say, yeah, I wrote it and you've got your profile photo, you know, on your the page on Amazon of who the author is and things, but you're not out there in front of people. Mm-hmm. And speaking is the one that really starts to, you know, <laughs> that's the one that people get <laughs> petrified about doing. I love to speak. So, Oh, I, I um, yeah, me too. I, but I've been doing it 40 plus years. Actually, I've been doing it since I was a kid. I used to do speech contests and yeah, things like I, that. So I love well, it. <laughs> well, I love it now. When I was growing up, I hated it. Yeah. I, I was totally, I was one of those, I was petrified by the idea of doing any kind of speaking. Mm-hmm. And what I, the one like most valuable, like when I started going to college, um, the first thing I did was I, I knew that because I was going for a business degree and I knew I would end up having, I had to put myself in those situations. So I started in college and saying, I need to overcome this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took like speech one, speech two, business communications, everything that would make me speak in front of people. And mm-hmm. by the time I was done, I started. And to this day, I still got to stay in practice. I'll do, you know, I'll do a speaking yes. events because I need to get out front of, in front of people periodically to keep myself, you know, um, you know, cause like I say, I'm, you know, more of an introvert, you know, or at least I was, you know, so, um, so there's, but there's a ton of value. One of the most important lesson I ever learned, um, about speaking is if you are comfortable in your subject, you feel like you really know mm-hmm. it, it makes speaking so much easier because yes. you start worrying, you, you don't worry about fumbling. You know, the, the thing about like in grade school and, you know, and get in front of people and everybody laugh at you or whatever, because, you know, you stumble, you don't know, you know, you look stupid on, you know, that can't happen if you really know your subject. Exactly. You can just talk about it all day long. And uh, when you and I got on here, you said, did you get the questions? And I said, no, but it doesn't matter. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're really not going to ask me anything that I don't think that I won't know how to answer because I know my subject. I know my expertise. So, no. And the other thing too, Cash, I think it's important for people to know that speaking is a skill that can be learned like anything else. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of virtual speaking strategies with my clients. So like Mm -hmm. podcasts, so I help them bring in those high-end clients, podcast interview strategy, uh, virtual events. And and speaking virtually is different than speaking on a stage. So I've I've done both and I recommend they do both, but speaking virtually was a whole different ball game for a lot of people. We saw that through the pandemic where people now had to come online and they had to learn how to speak um, you know, on Zoom. <laughs> so, sure. uh, so I think it's important for people to know, though, that all of their, all of these are just skills that you can learn. But here is what I will tell you: when you can speak, you, and, and you can put the right strategy behind speaking, you will never be out of work. You will never not have money. You mm-hmm. will never be out of a job. It doesn't matter. It, they are communication is one of the best skills you can ever learn. So for people to kind of hide out, like we're just not in that world anymore. So if you want a successful business, somebody needs to be speaking. Yeah. And you know, if you're the business owner, it should be you at least part of the time, you know, doing that speaking. And I say, if you are willing to put yourself out there, the, the beauty of speaking is it translates into it's going to make you more polished and better mm-hmm. at everything else. So if you if you're speaking in front of people, you have to remember, like my strategy is always to try to engage the audience. It can be mm-hmm. tough. You know, it can be a hard thing to get them to actually, you know, interact. But whenever I'm doing it, because I want to be able to go that route if I think I can, you mm-hmm. know, because I think it 
settles the audience down some. It gets them engaged more because mm-hmm. otherwise you have people that are tuning out, looking at their phones and, you know, doing yeah. that kind of stuff. You don't want to put people, you know, kind of on the spot. You're looking for comfort zones within the audience of people that you think are going to actually interact, you know, versus people that are going to be like petrified. Because um, some people even in the audience don't want to say anything. Right. Um, <laughs> but it will make you better at, you know, because you're able to really develop your thoughts. You know, you, mm-hmm. I never, I don't do speeches. You know, I, everything for me is bullet points. Mm-hmm. I am, right. I am, whatever the subject is, I'm going to go through it. And a lot of speaking events, te- you know, tend to involve slides and because you're going through something, right? So I mm-hmm. do, you know, Everything, whatever the presentation is that I'm giving, is going to be tailored. Like I'm going to tailor that presentation, and then I'm going to be able to speak to it because that's my bullet points, that's my mm-hmm. reminders, you know, right. during it. And you know, that way it's so much easier. And when you do those kinds of things, you become more polished doing that, and that helps you on things like podcasts. Mm-hmm. That helps you in other venues. That helps you one on one with people. You know, like if you just go to a networking event, because if you can put yourself out in front of a whole crowd, then right. everything else is easy. Yeah, it, it does. It really builds your confidence. It and and here's the other thing about speaking that a lot of people think differently about speaking and, oh, I'm scared. I'm afraid. What if I mess up? And what people really re- need to realize about speaking is you are there because you have value to bring. And so it's not about you. It's about your audience. And when you take that pressure off of yourself, what is it you're going to give to the audience it alleviates a lot of that stress because if you, when you're like all in your head or nervous about it, you're making yeah. it too much about you and not about them. And when you show up and you're authentic and you're an expert and you really care about the people that you're speaking to and you're giving, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you mess up, they're going to be in it for you. And, and so people look at speaking in the wrong way. Yeah, they really do. Cause you have to remember that, you know, with speaking, you were invited. That's okay. right. You know, they saw something in you, you know, they saw, you know, maybe they saw you on a podcast, maybe they, you know, read that book you, you know, wrote, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, but that you gave them some, at some point, a reason, even if you're not sure what it is, you were, you know, you gave them a reason that they wanted you to be that expert. So you're right, right out the gate, you're in command, you know, yes. and, and you, let me say Make it about your audience. Whenever I do speaking, it's it's always funny. I end up with about 30 seconds of nervousness before I go on. No matter what, it happens. But I, but I recognize it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I have the first word coming out, you know, come out of my mouth mm-hmm. to just say hi to everybody, I'm fine. You yeah, know, just it's, have fun <laughs> with it. And, yeah. you know, it's not brain surgery, right? <laughs> no. and No, just yeah. have fun with it for sure. Yeah. Exactly. You can have a lot of fun, but at the end, you know, when it's all said and done and you've done that event and you afterwards though, and you're interacting with some of the people because it's usually some sort of break or something, Mm -hmm. you have people that end up asking you, you know, more questions. Because one of the things that I always find, it's the hardest, you know, say, hey, does anybody have any questions? You know, when you're kind of done, it's going to be crickets. It's almost Mm -hmm. always, you know, like you'll come up and ask you after. They'll ask you after, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's the thing. And that's what turn, you know, that's the time when it turns into, you know, Mm -hmm. business for you because it's, you know, you, you've got people. So it's all about, you know, how you're going to do your kind of follow up afterwards, Mm -hmm. you know, for interest, you know, so you have to think about that, you know, when you're doing speaking events, you know, um, 
it's not just, hey, show up and mm-hmm. do the event. What are you going to do kind of after the event? Are you going to end up with a list of attendees? You know, right. there's there's value in those kinds of things. And that's why you would, you know, do it. Um but partnering with different organizations to do that. And it's even mm-hmm. leveraging. So if you record the event and then you can give it to somebody else. And then over time, the events might get bigger, you know, larger yes. audiences. Yes. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, there are just so many benefits. Speaking is is the strategy that I teach people. I, I even skate, I call it scalable speaking. Uh, mm-hmm. Speak your way to a half, you know, to 500K is I have a presentation out there. Speak your way to <laughs> 500K. Um because there are, here's the thing, and this is one of the mistakes that people make when they're speaking is they're very sporadic and they're not strategic. And so a lot of people speak, but it doesn't do anything to help their business. I, I'm a believer that if you're going to put in the effort and you're going to go do it, make it count. It should yeah. bring your business if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur. And so I, it's really about making sure you're in front of the right audience, making sure that they can buy your services. What is it you're trying to lead people to? That's an important piece. I always say start with the end in mind, reverse engineer. What it, Then what does the presentation need to be? That yep. gets, Because here's the thing about speaking. You literally can turn strangers into buyers like that. Yes. It builds you a know, like, and trust like nothing else. Yeah, exactly. They just spent the last 30 or, you know, mm-hmm. 60 minutes listening to you. If you haven't proven that you're an expert in that, you know, that amount of time, there's nothing yeah. else, you know, you, then you, you just don't have the ability to do it. Even so, if it's 20 <laughs> minutes, you can have a powerful oh, 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. And if you are dialed in, yeah, that can turn into a lot of business for you. Yeah, exactly. So through speaking mm-hmm. events, also industry events that might have panels, mm-hmm. you know, where you're speaking yeah. with others. I've done panels in the past where, um, you know, we might be speaking like I've done ones where we speak on social media and mm-hmm. I've gotten like where I'm only supposed to speak about one piece. OK, and then I'll have other people like, you right. know, also speaking about other areas. But if they don't hold up their own, you know, and you can slide in, it's not to necessarily like cut them off or, or overshadow or you might overshadow, but that's only because they didn't, they weren't prepared. That's their fault. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? So if you're prepared, um, but I've had that kind of thing happen where we do end up with like audience questions and mm-hmm. people, and sometimes they can't answer the question, but if you're prepared to be able to answer them and yes. just cause you're like, say you're an expert. So if your industry knowledge is high, you know, well, those people end up talking to you and not them afterwards. So there are a number of things that put you in front of people that can mm-hmm. be of value. Now, uh, do you have any other like, okay, so we've got speaking, we've got podcasts, we've mm-hmm. got books. Are there any other things that you would recommend as ways to put yourself out there and build up that expertise? Yeah, I, for, well, I think an interview strategy in general. So even if it's not going to necessarily be a podcast, like even live streaming mm-hmm. uh, is a great way. I teach my clients how to run virtual events and curate their own audience in the room so that they can then sell and move people into their programs and their services. Um, and so that's a really powerful way of getting into other people's communities. So one of the things that I teach people is who else has got your audience and can you go pour into their community and get business that way? So that's another strategy. So everything that I teach my clients to do to get business outside of paid advertising is all around speaking in some way, shape or form. And there's lots of ways, lots of strategies you can use to do that. But speaking to other people's 
communities doing like, I'm talking about like a real training. Um, mm-hmm. Your audience is going to hear this. So in a way I'm speaking to your, I'm speaking to sure. your audience, but it's even more dialed in. So if you had a Facebook group, for example, or you had a LinkedIn group, uh, we could set up an event together and we, mm-hmm. I could train your community and yeah. share my expertise. So that's another really powerful way to leverage speaking. Yeah. Um, another thing too, that, uh, goes, you know, more to the written word, you know, goes back to kind of the books, but you could also do, there are a lot of publications. Um, I think of, uh, Inc magazine, uh, Mm -hmm. Forbes. And so there are are others that can have the right community Mm -hmm. for you to be in front of. They, they have the right readership audience and there are ways to be able to write for those, you know, those different organizations and magazines and things, you know, that can put more stuff out there. Cause you know, Everything now is, like I say, it's so much social that they are building mm-hmm. communities. You know, mm-hmm. so if you go in within like LinkedIn, I guarantee you Inc. has got a large following of people that have, you know, that are part of the group. And then as they publish stuff, like I'm a member of the Forbes Agency Council mm-hmm. and we can publish mm-hmm. through there stuff that will end up on Forbes. And mm-hmm. we, you know, um, we were an Inc. 5000 company too. So, you know, Inc. has got a community for people mm-hmm. that, you know, have been able, you know, be able to make the list. And, but that's also, they're willing to allow for publishing on the main platform. You know, yes. so there are things that you can do as long as, you know, you have to look for them. You got to pay attention and then you got to be able to commit to it because just like writing a book, you know, it's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. But again, it's how you're sharing it. It's like, hey, I was just on here, here, here. Cause remember, right. building up your own social following and then using that as extra content that is very prominent content. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing to publish something on your own blog. It's another to have it, you know, within a prominent magazine or something. Right. And you can be a contributor to magazines as well. Are you a contributor to Forbes? Yeah, for Forbes, I am. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm a contributor to a magazine as well. Um, And you can also have your own magazine. So this is another way, too, to start building a brand and getting published. That's something that's been on my list that I want to add as an expert in you magazine. Uh, yeah. for entrepreneurs to feature entrepreneurs. And so there's a lot of ways we just have so many opportunities and options that we have just not always had. And so, um, but, but I just want to bring up one really important point when you were talking about Forbes and all of that ink, uh, mm-hmm. it's important that you elevate your brand and that you promote the things that you're doing. I know a lot of people that don't promote the great things they're doing. And so it's, it's like, okay, you can't be the best kept secret, right? So if you're going to go to the trouble of writing and getting published or being on the cover of a magazine or whatever that is, now you've got to really promote that across social media. You've, you have to toot your own horn. You have to let people see it. Um, and you can't be afraid to do that. And if you're afraid to do that, you're not elevating your brand. You're not building it. And yeah, so I and think that's an important factor for people to know, too. Yeah, totally. I mean, if you're going to go to all the effort right. of doing speaking gigs, writing right. books, being on podcasts, you have to elevate it as mm-hmm. much as possible. You know, that's extremely, you know, I mean, otherwise, what was the point? Exactly. <laughs> you know, because it's you like, a book, this, you know, if you, yeah. if you nobody knows you wrote the book. 
uh, well, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, the book <laughs> is not beneficial you. if you don't, you know, I say, if, but if you go to this, you know, you do the speaking event and you've got a few copies of that mm -hmm. book with you, right. you know, that you give out as freebies or whatever. Hey, you want to know more about this? Here, here's my mm -hmm. book. You know, like I say, there's so many ways that you up the level of credibility, but you have to do it. You know, if like I say, it, you can do all of these individual things, but if you don't actually promote it, it is about tooting your own horn. Yes. And I think, it, and I just, so that's the one thing. And the, the other thing is make sure you have a strategy behind anything you do. Otherwise you can burn up a lot of time, even a lot of money, a lot of mm -hmm. effort, <clears throat> a lot of energy. If you don't really have a strategy that's going to drive people to what you are wanting them to drive to. Um, and I see so many people do that. They're speaking to the wrong audiences. They, um, excuse me one minute, I have to cough. <coughs> I hope you can edit this. <laughs> Sorry. It's all um, good. Okay. So I see a lot of people that are, they just don't have a strategy behind what they're doing. And so it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks, right? Mm -hmm. They don't get traction with anything. And that isn't the way, that isn't what we're talking about here. And the other piece is consistency. You have to be consistent in what you do. And I see people like, they really fall off the wagon there as well. So those are the three main things is people have to see it. You have to have a great strategy. What's going to be the right fit for what you're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to lead people to. And then you've got to have consistency. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's always the thing, you know, with all of these things that you can do from a marketing standpoint, if you're not consistent mm -hmm. in doing this and elevating your own brand, um, then, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't work out. I'll give you a, I'll give a, um, a quick example, uh, there's a guy in our industry, his name is Rand Fishkin, and he is the ultimate in doing this. He started a company years ago called Moz, and Moz is in the SEO industry extremely like if, if you do what we do, you know about them, mm -hmm. okay, because they put out a lot of software. Now, he has since left the company, and he's gone and started another one. And, um, you know, the, uh, the new one, it's like a totally different – it's still in our field, but it's more of data analytics, um, whereas Moz is more – like software SEOs do their job better and stuff. So it's a different type of business, but he speaks all over the place. I saw him mm -hmm. speak and actually I've got an autographed copy of his book because he wrote a book, mm -hmm. you know, on his experience in building Moz. And, and if you mention his name in the industry, it's a guarantee people know who he is. In mm -hmm. which case um, his new company is called Spark, Tur uh, Spark Toro. And uh, He's been able to take that because he built his personal brand. He was able to take everybody knew him for Moz, but when mm -hmm. he started that new company, everybody knew when he left Moz and he started that new company and he was able to pull. It wasn't that he was pulling people from Moz. He was taking those people that um, dealt with Moz because they mm -hmm. wanted to deal with him. They knew that he had put out a great product for a long time. He was the you know founder and CEO. His book yes. is called Lost in Founder and talks about his experience. But he was able to really immediately have an audience of people yeah. willing to look at his new company and the product it was offering because he'd built his personal brand so well. I am so glad you brought that up because I, I, two of four of the businesses that I owned uh, before I sold them, two of them were health clubs and two were weight loss centers. And I was able to easily go into business coaching and start up my coaching business because people knew me, even if they had never been a member of my clubs mm -hmm. or had anything to do with my clubs or worked out or anything. 
people knew me because I built my brand. I built a reputation. And so when I went into business coaching, I was already networking and speaking Uh and doing things for my businesses. It was so easy to just go to business owners and say, Hey, I I want a business coach. I want to see if I can do it. Can, you know, will you be my first client? And that was how I launched my business coaching business. And so it would, that is, that's why it's such an important factor. People do business with people, right? And even right. though I left all those businesses behind and sold them, it made no difference. All it did was build credibility that I knew how to build businesses. And so mm-hmm. um, it made it really easy to step into that. And that's, that's the case. I get opportunities. I just did a summit a couple of weeks ago where I interviewed 21 millionaires and experts on my summit. And because of my positioning, even though a lot of the people that um, I reached out to did not know me or we didn't have a personal relationship, they looked at everything I was doing. They looked at the title of my summit. And I even yeah. had people say, well, I don't really do summits, but I'll do it because this looks great. Those things are the things that we're talking about here. There's there's no shortage of strategies and ways to grow your business yeah. and through speaking. But um, you, at the end of the day, people have to like you. They have to trust you. They have to know you. And if you're not doing the work to build your brand, um, you're missing out. And then the, the one other thing that I just want to say, Cash, is I see people doing the heavy lifting, building their brand, but they're not making any offers. They're not moving people to any business or to any sales. Yeah. That is a piece you cannot forget about. You have to think about the business side of it. It isn't just about showing up and speaking. How are you going to build your business with this? And so that's something that, believe it or not, it sounds like a no brainer, but it's not for a lot of people. Yeah, you're right. It's not, you know, you have to, you know, with this kind of stuff, you want to be strategic, but know that it translates, you know, you can decide that you don't want to do what you're doing anymore as far as the company that you may, you know, you own, but you may decide you want to go in a different direction. And if you've built the personal brand, Mm -hmm. well, that part follows, you know, and so all of that value translates over for you. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this has been a great discussion. And how would people get a hold of you if they want to utilize your coaching services? Because you really, you know, you know how to build personal brands. Thank you. Well, you can go to my website at annlcardin.com. I've got a lot of free resources on there. My books are on there. You can grab the weather on Amazon, but um, but you can book a call if you are wanting to do this. If you're wanting to step up your game, go to that next level. Build your business through what I call scalable speaking um, and, and just really take your brand to a very high level to bring in those premium clients. You can book a call at acarden.com. Okay, I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. We've been talking about how to build your personal brand, how to use things like, you know, uh, speaking events, writing books, putting out, you know, magazine articles, being on podcasts, you know, all of these things can provide tremendous value to building your personal brand and ultimately to the business that you, you know, own and operate. You know, if you're not currently doing it, you should really consider it and think though, if you're going to do it, be strategic about it. Know what you in- 